0: tackles can one man play. you're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable humans need fantasy to be human Ooh, my goodness that was good you guys are pros the bats relentless refusing to give up all right hit that horn babe let's dance
1: welcome to the fantasy flex props podcast the week seven seed Presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by my dude, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on?
2: Uh, not much. Um, happy Thursday. It's so weird not having Thursday night football. I was just I mentioning know. that we're going to just have a massive Sunday slate uh, for us this week. So can't wait to dive in.
1: Yeah. And uh, we'll get to our top 10 props of the week. But before we do that, uh, let's start with the Sunday night football showdown slate. We got the Vikings going to Green Bay for a rematch with the Packers Vikings beat them earlier this year. The line is six and a half, the total 47 and a half could be some, uh, cold weather in, in this game. John, what do you think of a captain spot for the slate?
2: Yeah, it sounds like there's going to be sub zero weather at Lambeau field, believe it or not. in you know, late December, I'm not sure if there's supposed to be any wins or anything, but that would, that would certainly add to the concern. But I think that, you know, a slate like this where, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. I love using wide receivers in the captain slot. And, you know, we have two elite ones here. I think given the weather, it it might be kind of sneaky to pivot to these running backs. However, there's some uncertainty, you know, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are sort of splitting work right now. I think this could be a sneaky AJ Dillon game, but I can't use him in the captain slot. So I think Aaron Jones might be sneaky in the captain slot and Dalvin cook as well, but he's, you know, he's dealing with some um, conditioning issues following COVID. So can't really commit to them. So I think I'm probably going to be stuck with Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson, my captain slot. How about you?
1: Yeah, I think I'm still going to cook. Like, I think if anyone's scared, yeah. to cook, like it's just, <laughs> I'm just going to use them more. Like this guy, right. what did he last time he sat out a game? He came, he came back and ran for 205 yards and he wasn't even supposed to be active in that game. The
2: shoulder injury. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: but I mean, like shoulder lung, you know, it's all the same for Dalvin Cook. He's he's just nasty. Uh, (laughs) I'll definitely have a lot, but I agree. I think, you know, the weather is going to kind of maybe make these teams a little more run heavy. That's not really, I don't think a reason to pivot away from Devontae. I do think Jefferson could be a little riskier than usual because two, well, two reasons. One, Adam Thielen's out. So with Thielen out, obviously defenses get to hone in a little more on a guy like Justin Jefferson, but number two, Uh, I saw in the transaction logs that the Packers activated Jair Alexander uh, from, you know, you know, he was, he was out for pretty much almost the whole season. Um, And he's an excellent cornerback, a true kind of number one shutdown guy. So if they have him back into any capacity, uh, it it could make it hard for Jefferson, especially in this weather. Um, And we saw how poor the Packers run defense was a week ago. So I still wean cook over, over Jefferson for the Vikings. And it is, it's all about Devontae for the, you know, for the captain spot for the Packers. I think, you know, Jones seems to have taken retaken that lead back role. They kind of said they were using him or saving him for this part of the year. Mm. So I, I think Jones is still the guy for me. If I'm going with the running back in this, in that spot, uh, he also gets more of the receiving usage. So um, I'd say if you're making Jones lineups and you enter a lot, like a bunch of multi-lineup, you know, kind of, Thing, then you pivot to some with with Dylan in a captain yeah. spot as like a hedge. But if I'm just picking one or the other, I'm still going with Aaron Jones.
2: Yeah, yeah, he certainly has a higher ceiling. Um, and uh, so they get Jerry Alexander back this week, hopefully, and then is David Bakhtiari going to make his season debut? I haven't seen much news. I know he's questionable, but have you heard more about that? Because that's huge for Aaron Jones if he. Yeah, can...
1: I let's see. I, I can only go by the practice reports. So let's see. Yeah. Um, I, I know he was.
2: I feel like he's been nearing a return for about a month yeah, now. Yeah, he's
1: still he, he was a DMP on, on Wednesday. Um, yeah. we don't have the report for Thursday yet. I would I would guess they hold him. I mean Aaron Rodgers looked fine to me, you know. <laughs> it doesn't like they they go like four deep at their tackle spot now. It's like I think Dennis Kelly, I believe it was, started last game. Um, you know, they they had a bunch of injuries. Neiman, I think, started too. So it's just, you know, it's next man up for the Packers. I don't think they rush him back. So the fact that he didn't practice yeah. to start the week. I mean it is a Sunday night game, but I would I, I think he's on the wrong side of questionable at least. He's listed his question.
2: Yeah, makes makes sense. Just you know, getting him back for the playoffs would be massive. And it's incredible how well the Packers have played without some of their best players. Um, they might even get a guy like Zadarius Smith back for the playoffs, yeah. too. So um, they're getting all their guys healthy just in time for the playoffs. I agree. They they probably do hold him out here. But again, if he does debut, that's that's gonna only boost up my projection for both Jones and Dylan.
1: Yeah. All right. What about the um, like cheat codes? Other guys you like a little further down, um, you know, kind of filling out your lineup in the flex spots with.
2: Well, I always say this anytime MBS is on a one game slate, you have to consider him um, just his deep play threat. Uh, The weather, you know, obviously could impact him here. But again, we're just shooting for massive upside here. So i will have some MBS lineups. I think people will pivot towards Al Lazard. You know, he looked great last week. I think his roster ship will be maybe a little too high here. Um, so, you know, MBS is great play as always. I think our guy, Josiah Deguara, uh, you know, when you look at the Packers depth chart, it looks like Mercedes Lewis and Tyler Davis are on the COVID list. So it might be just Deguara and, um, Daphne potentially. So Deguara, he's been getting some usage. I, you know, I had the over on his player prop last week. I was watching him pretty closely. He's out there running around, sometimes lined up out wide. Uh, he's getting work, but it just hasn't showed up. Um, you know, in a, in a big way yet, but he could have a big game here, especially with the weather. They might, you know, throw underneath a bit more. So love Deguara. um you know, on the Viking side with, you know, Adam Thielen out, I think, and Tyler Conklin banged up. I think KJ Osborne um, is a sneaky blow up spot here. I think his roster ship will be pretty high, but I, I'm going to try to be overweight on Osborne. I think this is a good game for him. And then I just, I agree with you with Dalvin Cook. The guy's a beast. I never want to bet against him, but I might sneak in just a couple Alexander Madison lineups just because I agree. The shoulder injury, he's a tough guy. He, he you know, he played through that. But these guys coming back from COVID like Tyreek Hill last week. Um, he was pretty limited. They said he was exhausted. He had to come out. It sounds like Mike Evans is sort of dealing with the same thing. Um, and even Dalvin Cook uh, to a certain extent. So in cold weather, you know, a lung condition like COVID, I, I think, you know, it, finally, it, we might find something that limits Dalvin Cook. So, I think Alexander Madison might be a sneaky cheat code kind of play. I mean, I think the running backs
1: are always sneaky on these kind of slates because if the guy gets injured, but, like, I don't think yeah. they're going to come into the game saying we're going to give Dalvin Cook less than, like, 90% of the snap. No, hits. no. Mike <laughs> Zimmer's coaching for his job. Like, the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah of course you could take Tyreek Hill out when you're, when you're up thirty to 3 and and you've won what nine games in a row yeah if if you're the vikings you're literally fighting for your playoff lives against a division rival that you you did beat the first time so now, but now you're on the road like this is this seems like an all in type of situation you know for the for the vikings i mean it could still end poorly but uh, i don't think they come <laughs> into the game saying right. like we're going to split the rest i could be wrong but i mean i just it just doesn't seem like a mike zimmer thing like they've even that game where he was like questionable and then he plays anyway. It's like, you know, it, it just
2: seems I, like one of those. I agree games. with you 100%. But like you said, you always make a great point when you set these lineups, kind of yeah. tells a story. And I think that we, we're both going to have to play the defenses on the slate. Oh, but yeah. I could see Dalvin no, Cook. No,
1: no, the, the, the Packers defense. That's. Oh, that's,
2: right. Yeah, it's hard to play a defense them, like. against Aaron Rodgers. I agree. Yeah. But you could, you could totally see Dalvin Cook, you know, have a 25, 30 yard rush attempt, get down to the one. And, you know, he's winded. He has to come out real quick. Alexander Madison comes in and gets his ultra touchdown. Like, that's what I'm thinking here. I don't think they're going to split work. I'm just saying he could sneak in a couple, like, high leverage kind of plays here. Just a slate like this, like you said, backup running backs are more valuable. Uh, But I'm not envisioning a 50-50 split by any stretch. But there might be some plays where Dalvin Cook has to tap out because he's winded or something.
1: I'm, I'm gonna just play behind. some uh some of my guys CJ Zam Zaddy like some some CJ. Oh, you Hamm, have to. You
2: got to. You and on these to. slates,
1: like he like if Cook takes a breather, they'll probably just hand it to Ham. Just
2: yeah, just to spite me. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: that that does kind of fire the team up though. Like anytime CJ Ham does anything on offense, the whole the whole team gets fired up. So yeah, outside
2: watch. of Kyle check, CJ Ham is probably the the highest uh fullback projection we give week to week, right? Yeah, like I'm trying he to usually think. Think. sees yeah. a couple yeah. touches. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a dying break. I hate that announcer cliche, though. And they're like, oh, the fullback does, in fact, still exist in the National Football League. Like, anytime a fullback does anything, like, on offense. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, fullbacks, they're still here. It's like, all right, all right, we know. Uh, all right, let's get into the the props, Sean. Uh, start us off with your quarterback prop.
2: So, I'm sticking with the same prop I gave earlier in the week. That's Josh Allen, over 255 and a half passing yards against the Falcons. I mentioned earlier in the week that I wanted to get on this early before, you know, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis might return off of these updated, updated COVID protocols. And sure enough, they're returning this week and the line hasn't moved. I don't know why. Uh, this is an easy matchup, of course, against the Falcons, 29th ranked pass DVOA uh, defense. Um, and Josh Allen doesn't really let up um, when they're up big. So I know they're favored by what, 14 here. It doesn't matter. Josh Allen's usually still slinging around, running around. Um, Late in the game. So I, I'm not too worried about game script here. Um, so I'm still projecting him around 270 here. I think we're getting, you know, 15 yards of value. So I love the over uh, 255 and a half yards for Josh Allen here.
1: Yeah, I was surprised it didn't go up a little more too. I know that the Falcons, I mean, I think their average point differential against, uh, you know, teams above 500 is like minus 25 or something like that. Yeah. So maybe it's the game script, but I was surprised it didn't climb a little higher as well. Uh, For me, I'm going Jalen Hurts over 189 and a half passing yards against Washington. Hurts has been over this in eight of 14 games, and he had 296 against Washington a couple weeks ago. I think that, you know, another spot where people may be concerned about game script, but the Eagles are on the road. And in the Action Network app, we have tracked seven sharp moves on Washington here. So just because the Eagles are three and a half point favorites Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that they're just going to control this game. We've seen them start slow. Uh, the last couple of weeks against their division rivals, the Giants, Washington. So uh, I think one way or another, whether it's due to sheer efficiency or just because it's a a tight game and both teams have to kind of go back and forth, uh, I think Hurts gets over this uh, for the ninth time in 15 starts.
2: I'm surprised you didn't stick with your Trevor Lawrence prop from earlier in the week. It dropped still- 15 yards.
1: I mean, de- listen, yeah. <laughs> the
2: still- last thing I want to do is like <laughs> give it out twice. And then people
1: like lose on the second one. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. I, Cause I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I'm not hitting it again. Like I hit it. I hit it the first time. Um, and, uh, and, and I didn't hit it again, but I- by the way, I, I forgot to text you, you know, we usually text each other the uh, our second half props, but I was like, rushing oh. to get in the shower because I had gone to the gym right before <laughs> the game, but I hit a five play again. And the the fifth thing that had a hit was Ian book over like 72 yards or something. And he got like oh,
2: 76. So, uh, that was yeah. a pretty bold, uh, pick. I thought we might see Blake Bortles, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think that Trevor Lawrence, the line dropped, but still I've been watching so many Jaguar games, uh, still think he goes like, <laughs> I don't know. I've I watched almost every game. <laughs> no, I, I do too. I do. I'm but <laughs> yeah, I'd be surprised if he goes over 150. But yeah, I love the Hertz call as well. Um, I, I know that when it comes to like rushing projections for quarterbacks, you you factor in scramble rate and he hasn't been scrambling as much. Obviously, yeah. you know, the ankle injuries messing him in with a bit. So he's only rushed 10 times the past two games combined. Um, so, you know, his his passing projection should go up. Um, so I'm with you here. Usually I'm projecting Hertz. Uh, you know, around the 185 range, but I think this is a game where we could project them a little bit over 200. So I, I'm in agreement with uh, you on this one.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I, I pr- the scramble rate kind of, it affects both the rush and the pass attempts because if he scrambled in yep. the yeah, that does exactly. increases. Cause I kind of start with dropbacks, you know, and then yeah. go from there. All right. Where are you going for your first running back prop?
2: So the rest of the way I'm going with unders my Uh-oh. comfort zone, actually. So I'm going with Cordell Patterson under 42 and a half rushing yards against the Bills. Um, You know, he's struggling of late. He hasn't topped 20 yards each of the past two games. Uh, You know, is he starting to break down? He's never really been a workers kind of running back. So, you know, he could be breaking down. Uh, Head coach Arthur Smith even said a couple weeks ago, he's planning on limiting veterans like Patterson down the stretch. So we could be seeing that. And, you know, like I just mentioned in the Josh Allen prop, this is a game where the Bills should dominate throughout you know they're two touchdown favorites here so this isn't really a, a run heavy game script so maybe they get Cordell patterson involved in the passing game you know they've kind of turned away from him in that regard over the past few games so you know Emily, i'm projecting patterson right around this range but late in the season um when you know teams are starting to limit bets like him uh i kind of go beyond my projections a bit so i just think he's more likely to have a floor game here especially against a stout defense like the Bills. so um, love the under 42 and a half rushing yards for CPAP.
1: Yeah. It's weird. Cause his snaps, his snap rate hasn't really gone down. You know, it is the last two weeks are that two highest since week uh, 10. Uh, his snap counts, you know, if he, not the percentage, um, you know, 25 last week was his lowest in about a month. So I, you know, they're probably trying to limit the snaps. Maybe that 25 to 30 range um, is what I'm thinking. So yeah, and that offensive line just isn't getting any push, and he's become that between the tackles runner. Now we're seeing Davis have more success because they've almost split-flop roles a little bit. So, yeah, I, it's it's a t- like I hate betting under on my guy Patterson. Yeah, uh, I've tried to go over and it hasn't worked out by the last I think couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I can't argue with it. It's just it, the the line doesn't look good. He doesn't look good. He's getting the goal line carries. That's about it. So yeah, it's good for fantasy. Yeah, yeah, if you're in fantasy, I think. You know, he's still, I think, like an RB20 in that range for me. You know, it's still. He's close. So he's he's, yeah. he's nearing
2: that sit-start decision where yeah. before he, he's he been like a rock-solid RB1 for most of the season. But, yeah, now he's kind of on that sit-start cusp during finals week, which is rough. Yeah, but, I mean, after watching that Isaiah McKenzie tape, you can't let him. He can't let it, <laughs>
1: McKenzie one-up him like this. You know, he's got to get no. back in the fold. Yep. Uh, I'll stick in the same game and go Devin Singletary over 50-and-a-half, rushing yards against the Falcons. Uh, he's played over 80% of the snaps uh, you know, to- in, in total in the last three games. So he's really taking control of that lead back role. Uh, the numbers haven't always been there because they played that game against Tampa where he was out there uh, a ton, but they just didn't run the ball. So uh, this game, 14 and a half point favorite at home against the Falcons. Uh, this is a spot where I think it's extremely run heavy. He's averaging 17 carries per game in his last two. So uh, I think he should be able to clear this uh, pretty easily with with a margin. I have him. A- uh, in the mid 60s for this game, given the projected game script and all that. So uh, Singletary over 50 and a half.
2: Yeah, I agree with that one. It doesn't really correlate with my Allen prop. I think both players go over and you're swooping in on one of my uh, one week too early props. Um, last week, it was Josh <laughs> Jacobs. So the week prior, you know, I loved over what was it like 52 and a half yeah. and he finished with 50. The whole game was frustrating because he should have cleared that like easily. Um, and then sure enough, last week he rushed for what one thirty or something yeah. crazy like that. Last week I took Singletary over 41 and a half. He finished with 39. So, you know, this week would not be surprised if he clears like 80. So again, I think I was one week too early. So congrats on swooping in on, uh, and e- what should be an easy win here.
1: Uh, <laughs> where are you going with your uh, second one? <laughs>
2: uh, so I, I'm sticking with unders here. So going with under 52 and a half rushing yards for Saquon Barkley uh, against the bears. You know, we kind of, um, you know, built up our bankroll early in the season uh, by you know betting on his unders, uh, but late in the season, I, I'm sticking with it. And you know, my projection Melee, again, it's pretty close to this line. I'm around 48, 49 here, but again, I think we're going to see more of a floor game from him. Um, we're getting late in the season where we might see players like Barkley um, limited, and he's he's dealing with an ankle issue that's sort of limited him in practice. So there's no reason for them to you know give him. Fifteen to twenty carries here, so I'm just banking on him having more of a floor game. And you know they're going to have some sort of combination of Jake Fromm and Mike Lennon under center this week. It was not pretty last week. You know he kind of needs the offense to move the ball a little bit to clear a prop like this. So this this isn't the game script where I think it's going to you know be run heavy for too long. Um, so I, I think you know this is another thing where I'm just more attacking the floor of Barkley being more likely this week. So under fifty two half rushing yards for Barkley here, and this probably. Like, even if he goes off for, like,
1: 200 yards in this game, he like, we could still take a victory lap for (laughs) telling everyone not to draft Saquon Barkley. He's had four games this whole year where he's cleared 10 half PPR points. Four games all year. That's, like, and, and he's been healthy, you know, for, what is it? He's played in, I think, 11, 12, 11 games. He's played in 11 games. He's missed four. And he's still cleared 10 points and a half PPR and four. So, I mean, Jeez. yeah, first round pick. I
2: I mean, I didn't bring <laughs> this up when I, you know, I was sitting there touting the prop. I didn't bring it up, but he's only cleared this number like twice, three times all season. 52
1: and a half? Yeah. Uh, yeah, three times all season. He's at wow. 52 and 51 and 50. So, it's it's close.
2: But, yeah, yeah. he's been, he's yeah, he hasn't been, there's no explosion there. There's no explosion. His biggest game was 16 carries for 64 yards on the ground. Yeah, there's no,
1: there's no. I shouldn't say explosion. It's like acceleration. He just can't get away and and make and break those long ones anymore. That's at least not. You know, maybe it yeah. happens next year. Not happening this year. Uh, all right. For my second, I'm going Joe Mixon over 64 and a half rushing yards. He's been over this in eight of 15. The average is 77. And uh, Kansas City, their pass defense has improved drastically over these last couple of months, but their run defense is still 21st. Uh, Cincinnati's at home and they're another team drawing a lot of sharp action, uh, which I agree with. I'm going to be on Cincinnati this weekend, um, as a home dog. So, you know, you might look at it and say they're, you know, five, six point underdogs, bad game script, but I I think it's, it's going to be closer than that they're at home. And I think their game plan is going to be, you know, whether that's, you know, in theory, true, they're going to try to limit the time of homes is on the field by controlling the time of possession, running the ball, and and they'll be able to because defenses have to respect Burrow after the 525, yeah. the cool 525 last week. Uh, had the over on the pod here. I, I wish I got double points for him doubling up the prop. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Mixon this week over 64 and a half. Uh, I think that's going to be the game plan, Just a lot of Joe Mixon.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the floor for his rush attempts has to be what, 17, 18? And we could see one of those patented, like, you know, 29 to 30 rush attempts here. Because even earlier in the season, when Jamar Chase is going up, they still committed to the run game. So in this matchup, I, I do agree. I think Cincinnati plus four or plus three and a half right now, probably a good bet. So this this game's going to be closer than people think. Um, and yeah, Mixon has a really high floor. So I, I like the over here as well. It, it's plus five and a half. Plus five and a half now? Oh. Yeah, I'm waiting I for the six. Like, Stuck and I are just going to wait for the six. I might have court. to steal this from you on Convince Me.
1: Oh, damn. I come, all right. Whatever. Whoever gets to the, the dock. Is the, the
2: dock up yet?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to
2: snake it for me right now. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> no, I haven't I been do, able to
2: look into any games yet. So, yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, that that one definitely does stick out. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's but but the, the, yeah, my point is mixing good bet to go over his prop. He's been over yep. it more than half the time anyway. And uh, where are you going for your first receiving prop?
2: Uh, so I'm going Darnell Mooney under 49 and a half receiving yards against the Giants. Uh, so it sounds like Allen Robinson uh, is returning. He should be close to 100% um, and possibly Jakeem Grant uh, could return too. So that's going to eat into Mooney's target share. Um, and in a game where I just mentioned, you know, we're going to have Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon under center on the other side. Uh, I don't really see the bears getting in a situation where they need to throw much. So I think here they're going to just lean on the run game, their defense, um, and possibly, you know, Justin Fields will be under center. So usually that limits the passing projection for the bears. So all signs sort of point for Mooney, um, you know, going under this. So I'm projecting this closer to 43 and a half and love the under 49 and a half receiving yards for Darnell Mooney, uh, against the giants.
1: Yeah. It just seems like one of those ugly games. They probably won't trail like they did against Seattle even, or, you know, at home, six point favorites, the total is like 37. Uh, so it shouldn't be a big passing type of situation there. I'm going with Marvin Jones, under 45 and a half receiving yards against the Patriots. Talked about this earlier in the week. Uh, He's been under this uh, more than half the time. New England's second in DVOA against number one wide receivers. They're seventh against uh, number two wide receivers. So I'm projecting this under 40. You already mentioned Trevor Lawrence. His number has come down, but Jones hasn't yet. So I think you take advantage of that because the way passing yards work is the less passing yards the less of a percentage for each of the receivers. So Lawrence's line drops by 15. That should tell you something. Uh, Jones line should not still be sitting here uh, at the same number. So uh, I don't expect him to get a quarter of the yardage for Lawrence in a game where, uh, you know, the Patriots probably look at him as the guy you have to slow down the most. So Jones under 45 and a half.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was giving you crap earlier for not sticking with the Lawrence prop, but you know, At least that line went down 15 yards. This one should have gone down as well. Like you said, they're correlated. And yeah, I think Marvin Jones is going to be the player that Belichick tries to slow down. It could be Treadwell, but either way, Marvin Jones, super, super low floor here. More likely to hit his floor. So love the under 45.5 as well.
1: Belichick's never lost to a rookie quarterback at home, ever.
2: I think that trend's going to continue this week.
1: (laughs) Imagine it's like another 9 6 Jaguar upset or something like
2: that. Oh, no way. I don't think that's like. (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me, obviously, this season, but I still don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, no, the no Patriots way. have that
1: game against Houston and Davis Mills where they almost blew it. That uh, Belichick, I'm sure he's showing that film and like nothing else this week. It's just yeah, like, yeah, he almost blew
2: this game to this to Davis Mills. <laughs> and so, uh, and they're coming off two losses, yep. so I, I don't think they're going to overlook uh, the Jaguars here. No way. Uh,
1: all right, uh, last for Stephen
2: Uh So I'm going with Terry McLaurin under 53 and a half receiving yards against the Eagles. So, you know, he hasn't cleared this since week 11 and he hasn't seen over 20% targets per route run rate since then either. Just, you know, he's the clear cut number one pass catcher in this offense, but they they're spreading it around. Um, and this is a tough matchup. He should see a ton of Darius slay. It's a late season division game. So I, I don't really see McLaurin, uh going over this. And, we're getting some conflicting reports. You know, Ron Rivera is saying he wants to see Kyle Allen get some action this week. Uh, offensive coordinator Scott Turner is saying that's false. So um, who knows what's going on there, but we could see two quarterbacks play. That's going to hurt Terry McLaurin. So it's it's just one of those things. Late in the season, I, I like attacking unders on a player like McLaurin, who should be, you know, exceeding this every week. But for some reason, he isn't. So I'm projecting him closer to 45 and a half and more likely hit his four here. So give me Terry McCorn under 53 and a half receiving yards.
1: Ron Rivera and Scott Turner are having a disagreement. They should just settle it. The good old Washington football team way. Just duke it out on the sideline you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. to a duel or something, you know, somebody punches yep. somebody in the face and then we, we just go from there. A lot of you bad go. chemistry
2: going on over there. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, for my last receiving prop, I'm going with my guy Rob Gronkowski over 49 and a half receiving yards. I'm not panicking. After two duds, uh, he's going against the Jets. They are dead last in DVOA against tight end. He's still been over this in six out of ten games. Even with playing one game like hurt and leaving early, and then another two where the last two where he had under 30 yards. So you know this is variance. It's tight ends. I, I expect him to be on the right side of that. And I think this prop, given the matchup, given the absence likely of, of Evans alongside Godwin, uh, I just think this number is way too low here for the Bucs, who are 13-point favorites against the Jets. Um, you know, it's a, it's a game where they're probably going to put up some points either way. They are 5-0 and o against teams that currently have uh, under six wins this year, and they are putting up over 30 points a game. I think Brock's going to be a big part of that. So uh, Rob Gronkowski over 49-and-a-half receiving yards.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like this one as well. And even if Mike Evans returns, which it sounds like he might, um, he could just be more of a decoy, uh, which would only help Gronk. And it seems like, you know, the past couple of games when Gronk's been sort of the guy, he's flopped. So uh, I think if Evans returns, I don't even think it would impact this. It might even help him. So either way, uh, I think Gronk uh, bounces back here and clears the, the over 49 and a half yards as well. The only way to like it's it's Brady it's you
1: know if Brady's on the COVID list then there's a problem. If oh not, yeah, I don't like Gronk. God, it's really
2: you don't know. even put that out in the universe.
1: Ah <laughs> uh, man, imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's probably why they relaxed the protocols. Like oh, God forbid. But uh, oh,
2: especially like playoff
1: time. Imagine yeah, like would, Super
2: Bowl week, something like that. Oh, you'd wait. have to just push the Super Bowl back. <laughs> for, really, yeah. The Brady. For imagine it happened
1: last year in Tampa. Like oh, that would
2: have. Hopefully, um, we get a clean Super Bowl. Let's just hopefully. put it that way. Long way to go, though. Uh, yep. To recap, so at quarterback, I'm going with Josh Allen over 255 and a half passing yards. Um, then I'm going under 42 and a half rushing yards for Cordell Patterson. And I'm going under 52 and a half rushing yards for Saquon Barkley. I'm going with Darnell Mooney under 49 and a half receiving yards. And Terry McCorn under 53 and a half receiving yards.
1: There you go. I'm going uh, Jalen Hurts over 189 and a half passing yards. Devin Singletary over 50 and a half rushing yards. Joe Mixon over 64 and a half rushing yards. Marvin Jones under 45 and a half receiving yards. And Rob Gronkowski over 49 and a half receiving yards. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entry, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. Sean, what is your first Prize Pick Elite
2: Entry for today? Uh, so I'm going with Josh Allen over 255 and a half passing yards against the Falcons. You know, I mentioned this earlier in the week. I wanted to get on early because I had a suspicion that Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis were going to be able to return from the COVID list this week due to the relaxed protocols and sure enough that happened but the the line stayed the same so you know i've actually bumped up this projection from 270 to 275 um i get that you know the bills are 14 point favorites here it should be you know uh, an easy win for them but the the bills tend to lean on the pass no matter what um and this is an easy matchup the falcons ranked 29th in dboa against the pass. Um, so, you know, I'm still projecting Josh Allen uh, closer to 270, 275 uh, yards here. So give me the over 255 and a half passing yards for Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, two weeks in a row, late in the game. Bills are throwing, you know, adding to their lead.
2: So. That was a brutal bad beat on the Diggs prop <laughs> oh,
1: of even, they just. No, they, I don't even want to talk about they it. They don't take
2: their foot off their gas. That's the whole point.
1: Hey, the week before, I had the under 44, That last, the last touchdown got to 45 so two weeks in a row Josh Allen's arm has just uh, cost me money but I digress I'm going Marvin Jones under 45 and a half receiving yards this is the Patriots this is Bill Belichick against the rookie quarterback They are number two in the league in DVOA against top receivers. And he's been under this more than half the time already this season. Uh, So I think they look at him as the the guy that you have to slow down the most. Not a lot going on in Jacksonville, but Marvin Jones, you know, is still their top receiver kind of by default. Gone. where are you going with your second prize pick elite entry for today?
2: So I'm going with uh, Saquon Barkley, under 52 and a half rushing yards, against the Bears. Um, He's only gone over this number three times all season. In fact, his highest rushing total this season is 64. Uh, I think you and I hit a home run by fading him, heading into drafts this year. Um, You know, he just doesn't look like the same player. Obviously, you know, the situation around him isn't great with the Giants. And, you know, they're gonna be starting Jake Fromm, uh, Jake Fromm again this week. Jake From again, yeah.
1: Fromm again, exactly that means wrong. this is
2: absolutely going to hit. Uh, so we could see Fromm and Glennon again this week. This Giants offense is a disaster. There's no reason to be giving Saquon Barkley 15 plus touches in this game or the rest of the season. So give me the under 52 and a half rushing yards uh, for Saquon Barkley.
1: Uh, I'll close it up by going Rob Gronkowski over 49 and a half receiving yards. He's going against the Jets. The Bucks are down Chris Godwin, so they they still need a receiver over the middle. That's Gronk. He is facing a Jets team at 30 second dead last in DVOA against tight ends, and he's been over this in six out of ten games, even with the two duds and being hurt uh, in another. So this is still below the median outcome for Gronk at this number. Uh, I have it about 10 yards higher, so over 49 and a half receiving yards for Rob Gronkowski. To recap, John. Going Josh Allen, over 255 and a half passing yards. And Saquon Barkley, under 52 and a half rushing yards. I'm going Marvin Jones, under 45 and a half receiving yards. And Rob Gronkowski, over 49 and a half. Receiving yards. As a reminder, Prize Picks markets do move, so you want to get on it quickly in order to lock in the best numbers. If you have not created a Prize Picks account yet, check the link in our episode description, and they'll match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. Or you can visit PrizePicks.com and use the promo code Action Ten. That's A C T I O N one zero. All right, that's gonna do it for our Fancy Flex Week Seventeen props podcast presented by prize picks that's a lot of p's jeez <laughs> love you guys prize picks but of all things to sponsor it's a lot of p's in there um you can find us on twitter sean at the underscore oddsmaker, me at chris raybon you can find our fantasy content rankings projections at action network.com and you can find our dfs content tools and models at fantasy you can also follow us in the free award-winning Action Network app at the underscore Ozmaker and at Chris Bond, same as our Twitter handles. Oh, and don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple or Spotify. So next time, happy new year. Let's get this money.